0: Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DePosito, and the Celtics fall to the 76ers, 116-115 in overtime. Oh, God, this was a roller coaster of emotion. Uh it, I, I don't know. We're going to dive into today's podcast, run it the same as usual, Uh, start with player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh but before we get started here, I want to let everybody know that I am going to be on my honeymoon starting tomorrow. So the podcast will not be happening uh for a little bit, or they're they're gonna be a lot more inconsistent. I will not be able to podcast after every single game, unfortunately. But you know, the wife needs some uh some time for her as well. So uh, we're gonna dive into today's podcast after saying that. But to get things started with player of the game, this one, this one kind of has me for a loop. But I, I think I'm going with Jason Tatum, and here's why: Jason Tatum arguably played the worst half of basketball we have seen in his career. He started this game 0 for 8 from the field. He had one pull up mid range with like. A minute left in the second quarter to score his first bucket of the entire game. So he went basically an entire half of basketball without scoring a single point. Uh, But he turned it on. End of the night, 24 points, 18 rebounds, six assists, a steal, four blocks, just two turnovers in this one. Uh, like really, really solid overall game from Jason Tatum after the first half. You talk about a guy coming out, stepping up in, like immediately in that third quarter, he came out, had the first five points of the game, I believe. The first five points of that half Uh ended the night, ended that third quarter with 15 points. So 13 points in that quarter Uh, and then added another, I don't know, what, what's it? 24, nine points in fourth quarter slash overtime. Listen, five points he had in OT uh, out of the team's eight. So he did the bulk of the scoring in overtime. The decision at the end of regulation to pass the ball out and not take a shot at the rim, I don't like. I don't like him passing up an opportunity to get to the rim in overtime to kick out to Marcus smart. Uh, Again, it happened twice at the end of regulation. And at the end of overtime, Marcus smart ends up with the three pointer, uh, you know, from Jason Tatum. And it was stuff that it just, it shouldn't have been put in smarts hands. You want to give the ball to one of your guys and that's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Like, those are your guys. Those are your two all-star players that are two of the best offensive players in the league. And you're kicking it out. And I know that they trust everybody around them, right? But the fact that Marcus Smart is a better three-point shooter percentage-wise than a lot of people want to give him credit for. And he ended the night four of ten, right? Forty percent is good, right? You just don't want to waste so much time. We're going to talk about that at the end of the at the end of this podcast. I'm just having a hard time trying to talk through this entire game because it is so frustrating. Uh, but outside of Jason Tatum, we had pretty good performances from a lot of guys. Al Horford, ten points, seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, five blocks. One of the best offensive or one of the best defensive games that we have seen from him all playoffs long. Al Horford tonight was sensational on the defensive end, especially late in the game on Embiid. Like He had a big block on Embiid when the game was tied at 96. Uh, He had that monstrous up fake drive and dunk uh, to go up 98-96 right after that. Then he had another huge block on Embiid that led to a smart three. And then another block shot on Embiid with 32 seconds left. Well, the Celtics were up two. So Al Horford, like, unbelievable game down the stretch that allowed the Celtics to outscore Philly 24-15. Like, you're going to take this into consideration. The Celtics were down nine at the end of the third quarter. And we outscored them by nine and forced overtime. And a lot of that came from the fact that the Celtics held Philly to 15 points in the fourth quarter. Al Horford was clutch, clutch with all of these stops. Uh, he really bothered Embiid and was forcing him to think about everything. Uh, and as much as I hate Doris Burke and that whole ESPN broadcasting crew, even they mentioned it. Even they mentioned that Al Horford was making Joel Embiid think. And it it worked. He played a really really solid defensive game down the stretch in this one that should have been enough. It wasn't. uh Jalen Brown, another solid game. you know I'm a a little bothered by the fact that he only ended the night with 23 points after a blistering hot start in the first. like he had he, he was outscoring Philly 12 to one early on in this game. And he was did it on super efficient shooting. He was five of seven from the field, had a couple like spot up threes in people's eyes, a couple strong takes, like was doing a little bit of everything. And listen, this isn't a game where he only took three shots after the fact, uh, after the first quarter, but it just seemed like he was a little like disconnected from the offense. And, you know, credit Joel Embiid for that because I think... Jalen Brown does a really good job of getting into the heart of the defense, getting to the rim. And tonight, like he was kind of forced out of that because Joel Embiid was down there and he played a lot of minutes in this one. Joel Embiid played really well. Again, like this is a game. He played 46 minutes, James Harden, 47 minutes, Tyrese Maxey, 45 minutes, Tobias Harris, 45 minutes, right? You had like game one, James Harden, and you had an MVP, Joel Embiid tonight, and this was a one-point loss in overtime. And frankly, like the Celtics had a lot of things that just didn't go their way. This wasn't a game that they turned the ball over a ton, uh, which is good. But there were there were some issues that we'll talk about in the second half. Uh, but I do want to talk about some of the other guys here. Margaret Smart, I thought played a really good game. Twenty-one points, seven assists. Uh, Four of 10 from three, which I talked about a little bit. Six of 15 from the field. Not great on that, but five of five from the free throw line. Had a couple of unbelievable plays down the stretch for the Celtics. He had a huge corner three from JB to tie the game at 96-96 after being down by so much. Um, And then another, well, actually he had a three right before that to make it 96-91. Right, But then he had the strong and one over Harden to go up 112, 109. He took that huge charge on Joel Embiid while being up one with a minute 50 left. Like Marcus, that was the one that they reviewed and the call stand. And I thought it was going to be overturned. But, you know, here we are. Marcus Smart making Marcus Smart plays, though. People want to give him crap for maybe taking 10 threes today. If you're shooting 40%, take the threes. It's just going to keep Philly's defense more honest, since <laughs> all it's going to do. Uh, he was really good from beyond the arc in this one. You know, in fact, the only one that shot better was Malcolm Brogdon, five of eight from three. Uh, but really, overall, solid game from Marcus Smart. Solid game from Malcolm Brogdon as well. You know, 19 points, eight rebounds, two assists, had two turnovers. One of them again down the stretch to James Harden. Boneheaded I, uh, James Harden out of all people stripping you uh, late in the game is not what you want, not what you want. But overall, again, solid game from Malcolm Brogdon. He stepped up when the Celtics offense was falling apart at times. He had let's see, he had zero points after the first quarter, he had 13 at halftime. So, in that third, in that second quarter, where the Celtics offense just disappeared. Right. Malcolm Brogdon was the guy getting things rolling. Like he was doing a lot. Uh, And honestly, like this was a game. I liked the pace that the Celtics played with for the large majority of this. The shots just early on weren't really falling. And you look at them at the end of the game like 17 of 44 from three, 38.6%. Like that's good. 47% from the field. So be it. Right. 16 of 22 from the free throw line. Not great. Right. We'll talk about some of that. But honestly, like I thought that the Celtics did a really good job down the stretch defensively as a team. Now you've got Jason Tatum also with four blocks on this one. Uh you had Jalen Brown step up a couple huge defensive stops late in the game as well. So guys stepped up, guys played well down the stretch. It was just early on where the Celtics really struggled uh to kind of put Points on the board in that first quarter. You know, really, the game was tied 15 15 in the first quarter with like four and a half minutes left. Jalen Brown had 12 of those 15. Like, and then they subbed him out, and Philly immediately goes on a 12 4 run to end the first. Like, the offense outside of Jalen Brown was non existent. Jalen Brown shot five of seven from the field. The rest of the team shot two of 17. Derek White had both of those baskets. He was two of five after the first. So listen, like if the Celtics played better in that first quarter, this is a different ball game. This isn't a game where the Celtics are battling from behind all game long. Like the Philly had a 16 point lead in this game, which is tough. I feel like I'm already talking about some of the negatives here. So I'm just going to skip past all of that and say, listen, we're going to dive into some of the negatives. Uh, Before we dive into all of that, take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms, your only source for the highest quality American grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at hopewellhempfarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. All right, so I want to dive into some of the negatives here. Again, I feel like I've already started talking about a lot of this, uh, but I want to start with the Jalen Brown double on Joel Embiid late in this game. Uh, there was no need. There was no need. Celtics are up three points. Or, Celtics. I'm sorry, Celtics were up two points. Joel Embiid gets the ball. Jason Tatum's on him. 30 seconds left-ish. And you've got Jalen Brown coming over to double him. And Joel Embiid makes a very easy read and pass to James Harden, who was six of nine from three tonight, had 42 points. So you left Joel Embiid with the opportunity to tie the game if he hits the two, and you leave a wide open James Harden for three with a very easy read. It's stupid. Like it's just dumb. And it put the Celtics in a really tough spot. Right? And it wasn't something that the Celtics could fix at that point. You know, they had an opportunity. The play that they, you know, didn't draw up, I guess, because they didn't call a timeout, uh, wasn't enough. Listen. Wasn't- the other negative to this one, I mean, frankly, it's, it's offensive rebounds again. Like this is, this is again, something that the Celtics were kind of plagued with. This wasn't a game where we got beat on a lot of, you know, areas. I think the Celtics overall played pretty good basketball quarters, two through four. Like we out, well, we outscored them in the fourth by a long shot, but it was 31, 32 in the second. 33-33 in the third. Offensively, we were there. We were fine. Defensively, you know, second and third quarter, not, not great. Giving up 32-33, not ideal, right? Overall in this one, though, it's it's not bad, but the offensive rebounding was an issue. Second break points was an issue. Like, And they were timely. Like, they ended the night. They only had 12 offensive rebounds. A lot of them led to other points, though. And it's a shame because the Celtics, a couple of those offensive rebounds for Philly came on the back of an unbelievable defensive stop. Like there were a couple where we forced Embiid into a really, really tough shot. Tobias Harris gets a, gets an offensive rebound, gets a putback, right? All night long, it seemed, you know, the Celtics put together a good defensive effort, but second chance points just killed us. And that's the reason we're giving up 30 plus points in a lot of these quarters. Uh, so listen, it's frustrating, you know. Offensively, the Celtics—I I already talked about it—they played with pretty good pace. So like we had 22 fast break points in this one, right? Like that's good. But on the the other end of it, like you need to collect stops. You need to round out the entire game, and the Celtics didn't really do that in this one. They didn't really do it. You know, I just talked about right before the break about Jalen Brown carrying the Celtics in the first, he, I, to me, he wasn't as involved as he probably should have been after that. After 12 points in the first, like he ended up with an additional, what, 11, the remaining three quarters. To me, it's just not enough. And the Celtics, I think from an offensive standpoint, they played a really solid game outside of that first quarter, which is a. A nightmare. But you've got guys, you know, Tatum stepped up, hit some clutch shots, like really clutch shots. But there are a lot of points in today's game where the Celtics, I just I don't know where the defense kind of went to, right? Because all of the stuff that worked in games two and three, picking up Harden, full court, uh, not switching as much, fighting through a lot of screens there were a lot of moments in the first half where that just wasn't the case. And that's all an effort thing. Like, I I just don't think that they were trying to fight as much as they should have been. And it led to a 16 point deficit at one point. And it led to the Celtics really struggling to stay involved, stay in this game. So listen, it's tough. It's a really tough game to lose. You know, the other thing that to me pisses me off is the fact that you know we went through this game without calling a timeout down the stretch. I'm not I'm not one to give Joe Missoula a lot of shit. Like I think most of these games come down to the fact that the players are the ones playing the game. I don't think the coach makes nearly as big of a difference as a lot of people wanna, you know, say. A lot of fans at least, media aren't really saying it as much, or knowledgeable media. You've got a lot of talking heads that try to, you know, spit out hot takes. So be it. Let them do that. But Joe Zula, like, if you see Jason Tatum wasting 10 seconds, call a timeout. Draw something up. To me, when you've got a tie game or or down one, right. Your your end goal shouldn't be a three. Like it should be a hard, hard drive. Get to the rim, try to draw a foul, or get an easier bucket. Like Jalen Brown in the mid-range. Did we we didn't really even see any of that tonight? And I'll give Jalen Brown a lot of credit. Like I think his shot selection was solid. Like he got to the rim a lot. Right? Mid-range hasn't really been a thing you know 10 of 16 in this one three of eight from three so half of his shots came from three now what now you expect from Jalen brown especially with how aggressive he's been so you would like to see a couple better shots down the stretch especially when you don't need a three so listen it's it's tough it's really, really tough. The Celtics, from a defensive perspective, down the stretch, great. Early on in this game, lack of effort is basically what it boils down to. It was a lack of effort. They weren't fighting through screens. Joel Embiid, you know, honestly, he torched us early. So be it, right? Game plan say it after every game against Philly. Let Embiid cook, shut everyone else down. Celtics didn't do that tonight. They had a 42-point performance, eight rebounds, nine assists, four steals for James Harden. Four steals for one of the worst defenders in the NBA. Uh, and 34 points for Embiid, 13 rebounds. Outside of them, we pretty much shut everyone down, even Maxi, Like 14 points for Maxi, 6 of 17 from the field. The issue with Maxi was offensive rebounds. He had five of them. Tyrese Maxi is fast as hell, right? You got to put a body on the dude. Otherwise, he is going to find the loose ball. And that's what happened a lot in this one. But you look, every starter for Philly outside of Harden had two or more offensive rebounds. Embiid had three. Harris, Tucker, both had two. Like You got to keep these guys off the boards. And that's what this game comes down to, right? A couple bad, you know, offensive rebounds that we gave up. I don't think we struggled really with turnovers. Like that really wasn't an issue for the large majority of this game. Brogdon obviously had one that I talked about earlier. Uh, we had 10 turnovers in this one, nine points off of those turnovers. That's not a big number, right? Right. It comes down to offensive rebounding, the timeliness of those offensive rebounds. Uh, but it also just comes down to execution on the defensive end for a full 48. We got it down the stretch. Fourth quarter in overtime, defense was great. They just scored one more point that we did in overtime. And it was it was because of a bad double team. So kind of ties into the defense. But, you know, that's that's where this game went sideways. I mean, it was a horribly officiated game. I'm not going to blame the refs whatsoever for this loss because the Celtics lost this game. The Celtics lost this game. Missed free throws. We took the exact same amount of free throws. 19 of 22 for Philly, 16 of 22 for the Celtics. They're one of the best free throw shooting teams in the NBA. 72% in a playoff game. The Celtics have been shooting... Lights out from the free throw line this postseason as well. So this is very much an anomaly, but this hurts. This really hurts in a game you lose by one in overtime because there are two different opportunities to change that. That's it. That's where we're going to wrap things up for today. Again, this is the the last I don't know consistent podcast for a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try to you know, still watch some of the games, but where we're going, it's going to be a very, very big time difference. Uh, and it, I would basically need to be awake at 1.30 in the morning uh, to start the game, which means I would basically not get any sleep whatsoever. So probably not going to happen for a lot of it. Want to let you guys know. Uh, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate, review, five-star, written review, do all that anyway because as soon as I come back, you best believe there is not a single game that I'm going to be missing, uh, and the podcast will continue flowing. But that's where we're going to wrap things up, guys. Have a great night, Celtics fans. Try to, and we'll hopefully talk pretty soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?